And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Jiskler here with Coach Brian Colley, and we've got so much to talk about today, including this. No. It's game day, kind of, sort of. I'm not going to yell and scream. Tarpons aren't playing, but we are extremely excited about the fact that we do have several local teams playing today. We got Lutcher taking on Abbeville out at 7 o'clock out at Lutcher. Four versus 13 matchup. We got Assumption at home on their one-sided grass field taking on Brobridge in a three versus 19 matchup. It's not a local game, but you guys know me. It's a local game in my heart. Cecilia, the number two seed, taking on Iota in Division Two non-select. Go Dennis Gaines, bring home a win. Go Mustangs, bring home a win. Go Lutcher, bring home a win. Division One non-select. Destrahan hosting Bell Chase. Destrahan has not lost a game since Jesus was playing. It's been a 20-plus game win streak. They're trying to defend that against Bell Chase today. Go Wildcats. Um, Division Three non-select. We got St. James taking on North Webster. North Webster making the longest field trip of anybody in the state of Louisiana this week. 300 plus miles all the way to Vashery. Three versus 14. St. James taking on North Webster. Good luck to St. James. We wish you all nothing but the best. Division two select. Vanderbilt traveling to the city to take on JFK. Um, John F. Kennedy didn't have much luck in his actual life, <laughs> unfortunately. Hopefully the Terriers end the JFK football season tonight and go on the road and get a win. E.D. White is at home. They're taking on a behemoth. They're taking on De La Salle, a prestigious program that has been to the Dome and has won high-stakes games. Can the Cardinals off of a bye defend their home field? Wish nothing but the best for Kyle Sang and his team. Division 4 select. We've got Covenant Christian traveling to take on St. Martin's Episcopal, trying to keep their Cinderella story alive. They're the 20 seed. They blew out the 13 seed last week. Can they keep it going? Can Central Catholic of Morgan City go on the road and beat St. Fred's? It's going to be a big challenge, but Stan said yesterday, hey, I looked at the St. Fred's schedule. I'm not all that impressed. Central Catholic with a great opportunity tonight. Brian Kiley, we have got high-stakes football. I didn't even mention the fact that in Division One non-select, we've got um, Salmon and Zachary and Neville in Central Baton Rouge, Santa Mont and Mandeville, Rustin and Westgate. We've got John Curtis and St. Aug up and down the state. Karen Crow, Acadiana, up and down the state. we got heavyweight matchups tonight at 9.30. I cannot wait to sit on the LHSA website and just hit refresh over and over and over again to see as these scores pile in. Week two of the playoffs, to me, is always one of the funner weeks of the playoffs. Which of our local teams, in your estimation, is most likely to move forward tonight? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, most likely, I think a few of them will. Uh, I'm going with Lutcher. I was, I, I I was going to say Lutcher. Uh, assumption. I think at home, they're going to be a, a tough, tough out. I think Assumption's got a great chance, and and Lutcher. I'm uh, if you consider Destrahan in the area or not, but yeah, yeah, some uh, I mean, they're going to beat Bell Chase tonight, right? Uh, yes, but there's some talk out there. Has Destrahan been challenged this season? Because they're claiming some people that the five A district that they're in, it's not as strong this year. Yeah, hey, that's a fair point. So. uh Let's see. Look, Bell Chase is a good you, – you know this. Bell Chase is a good football program. Heck, yeah. They, they, they're going to come in, and if they can keep the ball away from Destrahan, 
It, it, that game could be a lot closer. Bell Chase has a victory over number 11, Salmon, who's still in that same playoff bracket. So Bell Chase has some good wins. You know, it's interesting. Ask that question. Neither you nor I said E.D. White undefeated 10-0 and heading into the game. Home matchup with De La Salle. De La Salle is, is historically a power program. They beat Central Baton Rouge, who's still in the postseason. They lost close to St. Paul's. They lost close to Newman, who I believe is undefeated. Lost fairly close to St. Aug. They have faced a who's who. Um, you know De La Salle is not going to come in and be intimidated by any stretch of the imagination. Um should be a fun one, man. I, I favor E.D. White, right? Like, I think E.D. White's going to win. But if you told me that E.D. White won 28-21 to 21 and it was a close four-quarter game, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all, man. I think that's going to be a good ball game out in Thibodeau tonight. Yeah, and I think those games E.D. White had later in the season, closer games, is going to help them tonight, and uh, they'll get the victory. We're also rooting for, I don't know we mentioned them just a second ago, but man, I would love to see Covenant Christian Academy keep their Cinderella ride going. They're the number 20 seed in Division Four Select. They're taking on St. Martin's Episcopal, and St. Martin's Episcopal is really good. It's going to be a tough challenge for CCA, but hopefully they could bring one home. In addition, we're rooting for Opelousas Catholic. Local guy, Coach Cullen Mathern, has his team the eighth seed. They're taking on Ascension Catholic. That's a team that they played in the regular season and lost. 39 to 28. So let me ask you this. You're heading a second round playoff game. Opelousas Catholic hosting Ascension Catholic. It's a team you faced early in the year, a team that beat you. Would you rather face a team that you don't have any experience with, or would you rather face a team that you played already, you know you can hang with them, and you now you maybe got the revenge factor? How would you rather be here in this bracket? Would you have like to have that continuity, or would you rather face a stranger? Oh, in the playoffs, sometimes it, either way it, you can go. That's a tough question. It, it all depends on if, let's say, if it's an opponent that we played earlier, how well did we play that against that team? It was it, week two in this case. That was a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a long time. Uh, your prepara uh, preparation might be a little easier that you know them, uh, you have film on them against uh, what you've done against them, uh, but. Sometimes I think a, a new opponent. So so let me ask you this. How difficult is it going to be? Because your instinct is, uh, if you're Cullen, you're saying, all right, we lost 39-28 to 28 to them the first time. That's really not that wide of a margin, right? But as coaches, we instinctively sometimes want to change a bunch of stuff when the result doesn't go the way. How, like, it's got to be a juggling act of, hey, we got to do what we do to God, that got us here versus changing a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, like I think the focus for Opelousas Catholic shouldn't be changed so much as maybe just doing what you do better and executing better. Don't reinvent the wheel. Like I have here? Yeah. Uh, what got you to the playoffs, you you have to stick with it. That's your identity. Yeah, you, I agree. Uh, you stick with what got you there. There's going to be a few wrinkles that you're going to put in you know, if you're facing a Coach B.J. Young team, you're going to have a couple of wrinkles you're going to have to get ready for. But he doesn't change their whole philosophy and what they're doing. So um, stick with what got you there. Maybe put a couple of maybe a different wrinkles in. But for the most part, be you. Chandler Kitros joins us in the next segment of the show at 11.45. Uh, Coach Gage Griffin with Central Lafouche. Boys basketball joins us at noon. Damien St. Pierre joins us at 12.15. So that's kind of a rundown of the football landscape. And, but I, and I'm looking, Casey, 
I thought there was a game last night. I didn't, I didn't see a score reported, but I, I I can't find it. Maybe it was a a misprint or my eyes were your eyes. Yeah, were look, the sixteen. It's it's showing right here. Yeah, I didn't see a score. Mansfield reported. and Sterlington. Uh, they, maybe with weather or whatever. 16, yeah, they might have. They might have. Who knows? Um, man, last night got me so fired up for the upcoming basketball season. We've got some local scores and some local stats to share. On the girls' basketball side, Brian and I were at just an unbelievable high school basketball game. Vanderbilt gets a 51-50 to win over Ponchatoula in a game that went back and forth. Vanderbilt built a 14-point third-quarter lead then actually surrendered the full lead and Ponchatoula led in the late stages of the game. Too much Michaela Charles down the stretch. The Terriers get a 51-50 to win. We had a blast last night. I was talking to Joe Oski. He said, hey, these are two teams that are going to be going to the top 28. And it showed. Ponchatoula had great toughness to not wilt on the road. Vanderbilt had great toughness to not wilt once Ponchatoula made a run. I said yesterday, Ali versus Frazier. That's what it was. That was a heavyweight fight. That was a hell of a girls' basketball game. I was honored to be there, man. That was awesome. Yeah, and look, we were talking about to teams to beat you. The Lady Terriers last night stuck to what their program is, what they believe in, because in the second half when, when it came out, Ponchatoula uh, kind of made it. It was a rough game yeah. and made a little run, but the key was Vanderbilt's stay true to what they believe in and they kept pushing the ball they didn't panic and like oh we need to slow it down and you know not give Ponchatoula more possessions they kept playing their style and they missed some shots but they made some big shots in that third quarter yep and uh they played Mika- <laughs> uh, Michaela Charles is ridiculous man. uh when she gets the ball down low on the post uh it's a basket or a foul. She's getting to the foul line. A tremendous player, and she's tough to defend because on the outside, if you play off of her, she's shooting the three ball on you, and she's going to score. The, the crazy thing about Michaela Charles, and, and we pointed this out a couple times last night, is she is a post on offense who does stretch the floor and shoot it from the outside, but she guards the point guard on defense. Like She's got the guard quickness despite kind of the thicker post-player body. She's so damn versatile, and I think she's part of the engine that makes that team go. Uh, Ponchatoula, nothing to hang your head about. One thing that I noticed, right as the buzzer went final and they lost 51-50, to their head coach was clapping, applauding, like, hey, you know, it's good, good showing, you know, good test. We got better today. Both of those teams are going to be in great shape to make a run. Without a doubt, and – Ponchatoula, I was impressed with the discipline them young ladies had. The coach would get on them, and Casey, they turned to the bench and, yes, ma'am. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yep. And uh, didn't pout about it. And a lot of times, yeah, I know it's, it's my fault. I, you know, I'm going to get, and the coach would say, no, don't worry. I'm just, you know, just like you said, that we're going to get better. And they did. Uh, two very, very good high school girl basketball programs played last night and yep, it was a treat man it, it was a great game uh that gym got loud at the end a great atmosphere and uh, looking forward to watching these two teams see how far they can go Destrahan beat Chalmette on the girls side 57 to 32 how about this congratulations to coach Darian Jenkins and the South Lafouche Lady Tarpons they get a 49 to 43 win over HL Bourgeois I watched Bourgeois earlier in the week that's a really good win Ellie Lorraine for South Lafouche last night was big 
as she always is. She had 19 points. New addition to the roster, just a freshman, Nyla Lyons. Remember the name. She's a big-time player. 12 points for South Lafouche last night in her Tarpon debut, including several big free throws down the stretch for a South Lafouche team. They got a big one against a 5A opponent last night, a 5A opponent that I think is pretty good, a 5A opponent who beat Ellen there by 30-plus earlier in the week. Huge win for Coach Jenkins and her staff last night. Yeah, you won't get uh, extra points for playing up because uh, you're Division One, but still a 5A school. Uh, it's a great home opener for the Lady Tarpons. Now they're going, I believe, to the car tournament. Yeah. Hopefully they can get uh, keep it rolling and, and come back after Thanksgiving with a, a home game and have a big crowd in the tank. Nick Sinak and the EDY Cardinals are 2-0. and They got a victory over Terrebonne last night, 54-39. to Caroline Adams did what Caroline Adams does. She scored 22 points. Emily Cortez added 17 for a Cardinal team that is 2-0 to start the year. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, 4A, Ellender defeated South Terrebonne 46-41, so the Patriots get their first win of the season. Morgan City got a win yesterday. That's uh, good news for everybody in our local 4A district. They beat Abramson 45-42, to and the reason why I say it's good news, you want to make sure they have as many wins as possible when you play them for PowerPoint reasons. Morgan City gets the win. Uh, we told you about Vanderbilt and Ponchatoula. We told you about E.D. White and Terrebonne. Um, let's see. St. James defeated Kenner Discovery Health Sciences 32-24 to yesterday. Good win for St. James. Uh, Hanson Memorial falls to Acadia, Acadiana Renaissance Charter 38-14 to in an early season game. Now, that brings us to our boys' scoreboard from last night where we also had a bunch of games of local interest. On the boys' basketball scoreboard last night, I can tell you that HL Bourgeois went on the road and blasted Plaquemine 69 to 33. Christopher Coleman for the Braves had 24 points. Taj Mosley added 16 for a Bourgeois team that stays undefeated. Hanville flexing their muscles, brother. Now this is a little bit misleading, perhaps. Hanville has all their football guys and everything. Santamont does not. Hanville beat Santamont 79 to 52 last night. So that's an indication that Hold'em Tigers might be pretty strong on the basketball hardwood. Terrebonne last night. Brandon Brown came on earlier in the week and said, hey, this is going to be a measuring stick game for us. Maybe a long way to go. Bonneville beats Terrebonne 75-33 to last night. Ellender and Helix Mentorship Academy does not have a score posted, though that game was scheduled to be played. Uh, let's see. In 3A, we had, don't think anybody local. St. Martinville plays local teams from time to time. They got a plus one, 66-63 win over North Central. Homer Christian School, congratulations to Richard Jones and his team. They got a 70-14 win over Lutheran, so good start to Homer Christian School's season. Um, and that wraps up. Well, West St. John was scheduled to play Thomas Jefferson, those score reported. That wraps up our local basketball scoreboard. Um, and a reminder, I know we're a little bit up against it here because we've got to get Chandler in just a second. Um, but let's see. Um we got the Thibodeau Tournament coming up this coming week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to read to you the schedule, um, and I plan on being out there for at least a couple of the days. Thibodeau High School, Tony Clark and his folks are hosting Monday at 5 o'clock, Denham Springs against Central Lafouche. Monday at 6.30, Port Allen versus Southside. Monday at 8 o'clock, Ellen there in Thibodeau. Whew, I'm fired up. That's going to be three good ball games. Thibodeau do, uh, does it right. Their Thanksgiving Classic is always a fun event. Can't wait to be out there next week. Yeah, a couple of schools not uh, in there from last year. Tarpons are not going back. I know HL is at the Nacogdoches Central uh, Tournament coming up. 
But um, yeah, some great. I, I'm I'm excited. I want to see the Trojans how they're going to come out and start the year. Uh, Denham Springs uh, does always a great job yeah. over there. Yes, I, I believe it's, if uh, Coach Cab is still there, does a great job with those guys. They're going to be well coached and ready to go. Thibodeau, uh, anxious to see them. Tarpons, their first two games, I believe, is uh, uh, against Thibodeau. In the, the first few games, they have played Thibodeau twice. So uh, good games are going to be. And you're right, uh, Coach Clark does a great job hosting that tournament. So I'm looking forward to going out there and watching some basketball. Yep, no doubt. Let's get to break when we get back out of the break. Uh, Jan Legitro, South Lafouche High School baseball coach. With football season done, we're – one season closer to Tarpon Baseball. It's play-by-play with our weekly interview shot with Coach Gitros right here on KLEB. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. During this festive season, we extend our warmest wishes to you and your loved ones. May your holidays be filled with joy, and may the upcoming year bring you even more reasons to smile. From all of us at South Lafouche Bank, have a wonderful holiday. I know that we're here to wish you nothing but the best. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Welcome back to Play by Play here. It is Friday. It's a little north of 1145, but that's okay. Uh, we go to the phone lines and we got Coach Chandler Guitros on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Um, Coach, do you hear us? Uh, we might have to try to dial him again. Boy, I hope that we don't have phone line issues again. Let's, let's we'll try to get Coach Chandler Guitros on. I didn't hear anything. That was kind of weird. May have to go run to the truckster and see if we could get our phones back. Let me see. I'm sliding over here. Uh, hey man, it hung up or something. Let's see if we can maybe try again. Brian's trying to line up Chandler. We have had phone issues throughout the week here. And we go to Coach Chandler Geecher's coach. Good morning. Do you hear us now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay. Oh. Coach, do you hear us? No. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to have to put a pin in that. <laughs> um, we were trying to have Coach He Gitros hears on. us, but we can't hear him. Yeah, we can't hear what he's saying. And it's probably a switch or a knob or something. Um, maybe try. Yeah, let's see. That didn't sound good. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're trying to get Coach Gitros. He hears us. We cannot hear him. Um, oh boy. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, if Brian could load up some stuff, I'm gonna try to see if I could find the boss, and we'll try to get Coach Chandler Gitros because. Uh, we're having some issues here. We were going to talk with him about some JV freshman football, a little baseball, some different things of the sort. And they are they are working on some uh, internet lines here at the station. Yeah. It was a few seconds here. How do you say that? Live radio? Live radio. Things happen when you're going live, and we have had some phone issues throughout the course of the week, but we got those fixed yesterday. Why you didn't come at 6 o'clock yeah. in the morning again and work on the phone line? Well, I don't know. If somebody breaks them every night, I need to know. <laughs> Who was the last person working in this studio yesterday, uh, last oh, night? Oh, uh, well, Luke may have came uh, come <laughs> after. All right, look, we're going to take a really quick break. I'm going to go try to, to uh, hustle truck down, see if we could get this fixed. I'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to play-by-play on KLEB. We'll uh, try to get the phone lines rolling. One second. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and cut off the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street,
There's no combination. So we figured out why we couldn't get Coach Chandler Guitro squared away. Our phone lines are down. We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't realize that. Um, but our phone lines are out currently. They're doing some maintenance and they're working on that. Um, so no Chandler, no Gage Griffin. We apologize to Chandler and Gage. We'll try to get you guys on next week. Um, from what I understand, our guy Damien's actually been coming to take a ride over here uh, and hang out with us. That's probably bad news for Locked you, Ryan. the door. Yes, that's probably not, not the best of things for you. Um, we talked about some high school basketball, some high school football in the opening segment, then we kind of struggled through the last one. Um, boy, LSU men, um, they gagged one away yesterday. There are a lot of people that are growing frustrated with Coach Matt McMahon. You lose to Nichols earlier in the season. Not necessarily any shame in that, right? But then you follow that up and you blow a 20-plus point lead in your third game and lose to Dayton. Right now, LSU is playing North Texas and leads 43-42 to with 12 minutes to go in the second half. Um, I was always under the impression, Brian, that, you know, hey, he needs a little time. He needs, you know, some stuff to, to get his guys in. If LSU has another terrible season, like another 9-10 win season, and they're like 10-20, and 20, He's going to approach year three on the hot seat, whether it's fair or not. Like, Matt McMahon better start winning some damn basketball games at LSU or, or they're going to find someone who will. Yeah, look, I, I think he's uh, he, he's good right now. I don't think after the season, I mean, come on, it's his second year, but uh, maybe it's growing pains early. But what's puzzling, this, this team has – they improved last year as the season went on, so yep. you expected – they have to start off on uh, on, a, on a better note than what they're doing now. But a uh, quick little story. Last night, we coming back from uh, from the game. Yep. And Casey was like, oh, uh, my Tigers, well, well, oh, that didn't last doing well long. the first half. Oh, my God. Didn't last long. <laughs> they blew it. Look, man, um, what's crazy is, yeah, LSU did blow a big lead. That wasn't even the wildest college basketball game of local interest yesterday. Nichols was trailing South Alabama 48-31 to in the second half, rallied all the way back, forced overtime. In overtime, Nichols had a big lead, and I believe the second overtime blew that and allowed South Alabama to force a third overtime. The Colonels do finally win 102-97. That's a good win for Coach Sadler and his crew, beating Richard Riley, the former Nichols coach. The Colonels are 2-2, two and two, and they got a young man by the name of Jamal West, who is a monster. Last night, Jamal West, 31.7 rebounds, 6 assists, played 51 minutes. He was 8 of 14 from the field, 15 of 22 from the charity stripe. The Colonels reloaded their roster, man. And look, I also got to give a shout-out to one of the guys who stayed, Jalen White. He is a senior. Played sparingly under Coach Clonch, but Jalen White could really shoot the basketball. He's got a much larger role in Coach Sadler's scheme, and he's averaging 16 points a game, shooting 50% from three so far this year. Um, Colonels are exciting, bro. You get a three-overtime win against South Alabama last night. Uh, you're taking on SIE Edwardsville today out of the Jaguar Classic. Um, big opportunity for the Colonels to try to get another one today. Yeah, and, and again, go back, Richie Riley. Give him a lot of uh, credit for turning that program around with Nichols. And since He's the one he, who started he took it. over, yeah, he started it all. And uh, Austin Clunch came in, did a good job. And now uh, Sadler, he's in there, and everyone, oh, they're gonna, they lost everyone. They're going to drop down, and heck, man, they're playing some good basketball. 
On the same Nichols front, as we got a little bit of time to kill here, the Colonels won the outright Southland Conference Championship yesterday, getting a 21-16 to win over Southeastern. Um, for my dollar, probably the most impressive win of the Southland schedule, including Incarnate Word. And the reason why I say that is that the Colonels came into the game, they were running the ball on everybody. They were getting two backs, each getting 100 yards every game. Spears and Guggenheim were running wild. Well, last night, Southeastern shut down the run. They held Nichols to 33 carries, 89 yards rushing as a team. That's far fewer than the 3, 350 that the Colonels had been getting. But instead, they kept the offense afloat with quarterback Pat McQuaid, who completed 20 of 25 passes, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Now, to be fair, he had a 78-yard pass to Robinson, which was a short pass that Robinson made guys miss and ran down the field. Same thing with Jalen Spears, who had a 73-yard touchdown reception, just kind of caught it in the flats, made guys miss, and broke down the field. But it is good before going into the playoffs, A, to get a win in a rowdy environment, B, to finish your Southland Conference schedule undefeated, the only undefeated team in the conference, and then C, figure out that, hey, if teams take away our strength, we could still hurt you other ways. It was a good showing last night. Defensively, you were lights out. That's not a surprise. The Nichols defense has been great all year. But you hold down your opponent to 218 yards of total offense. That's a really, really big win for Coach Rebo and his team yesterday. Kudos to them for that. Yeah, Coach Rebo, uh, year in, year out, uh, past few years, does a great job. Everyone, beginning of the season, like, oh, the Nichols Colonels are taking, they going down. But he turned that uh, season around for them and now uh, get to play at least one uh, extra game. Yep, no doubt about Ho that. Hopefully at home. No doubt about that. Hopefully at home. Hopefully they could get the uh, the bidding process situated there and, and be at home. Um, wild start to the women's college basketball season. Obviously, LSU playing at Southeastern tonight. Might be a more challenging game than people realize. Southeastern actually gave LSU some problems last year. They're the defending Southland Conference champions. Uh, but last night we had a big upset. Uh, is Iowa. Everybody's sort of national championship uh, you know, pony. Falls to Kansas State, 65-58. to 58. And I got to tell you, the thing that's most interesting, and by the way, Caitlin Clark last night was not good. 9 of 32 from the field, 2 of 16 from 3. So she was not very good. Um, curious to see who, who's got it going on. Because right now, I tell you, the best team in the country that I have seen is South Carolina. They won 109-40 to 40 yesterday. So a big old victory for South Carolina as the Lady Tigers will retake the floor tonight on the road. So I got a feeling there's going to be some purple and some gold in them stands as uh, we'll, we'll try to see if LSU could uh, stick to their winning ways and, and keep the train rolling. Let's go ahead. Uh, B, let's take a commercial break real quick. Uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll talk about a few more things. It's play-by-play. -play. We're waiting on uh, Damien to join us in the studio, but we're having a good time here on KLEB. All your auto repairs for your first call should be Detroit's Paint and Body Shop. Located at Highway 3235 in LaRose. They're established since 1997. Troy's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Troy's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me. Troy's Paint and Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. And welcome back here to Play by Play. We got all sorts of moving parts, people coming and going. They're trying to get the phones fixed, and we appreciate the effort. But I don't, I don't think we're going to have them today. We, we had like a power surge in here a couple days ago, and some of our electronics. I don't know how that happened. Hey, it wasn't me. I could safely and confidently say it was not me this time. I, I didn't, I didn't do anything to disrupt our electricity situation here. Um, last night, Thursday night football, um, Burrow gets knocked out. Um, the Ravens defeat the Bengals 34 to 20 and Burrow throws a touchdown pass. And like you, it's, it's weird. I've never seen this before. Like I've seen guys they're running and then like their knee just gives out or their Achilles pops and there's no contact and, and, and something gives way. I've never seen that happen to somebody's hand before Joe Burrow threw a pass. It was a touchdown pass. And it was like his wrists like snapped or something. He he was going to the sidelines trying to throw, couldn't grip the ball. And Burrow's got some serious issues there for a Cincinnati team that's now five and five. Jake Browning came in and yeah, he was okay in relief, but not as good as as Joe Burrow was. Baltimore defends their home field. They're eight and three. Lamar Jackson had two hundred sixty four passing, two touchdowns. Gus Edwards had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Odell Beckham had one hundred and sixteen yards receiving. You hate to see Burrow go down, especially with a Bengals team that's fighting, man. They're 5-5. Five and five. They need every win they could get. Um, hopefully, Joe's able to come back pretty soon. Yeah, so he started the game? Started the game, was was playing well, 11 of 17, 101, uh, passing, one touchdown, no interceptions. But the, the big drama right now 
is he was playing with like a wrap on his wrist. Um, but the Bengals didn't disclose yeah. that he had an injury on the injury report, which they're saying the league might, you know, take a draft pick away or fine or something like that because you're not supposed to mislead. You're supposed to be honest with that. So that's where the drama's coming from. The Cincinnati part is like, not that he got hurt. It's that, hey, like you guys kind of knew he was nursing something and you didn't tell the public. Yeah, football, NFL has all kinds of controversies right now. You saw the, the uh, sideline reporter. Oh, <laughs> saying that she makes Making up. up. <laughs> look, dude, and, and look, I have done sideline reporting, and obviously I've not ever made anything up. But if your job is to produce three or four minutes of content during the halftime show and you walk up to Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick tells you to screw off, I ain't talking, what else are you going to do, right? Well, tell him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying that what she did is okay, right? That's, that's report what not. happens. But yeah, I could. <laughs> uh, I mean, how easy? If he tells you to screw off, report it. Well, I, I have a, I have a better solution, and I've always said this. How about we just stop talking to these guys during the game? Yeah, it would work too. <laughs> I mean, they they sit down at a table for an hour after the game, and they're available all week before the game, like. Imagine right now if during the next commercial break of play-by-play and during every commercial break of play-by-play, reporters would come in and would access questions during the commercial. That would get kind of old, right? Um, that's what they do. And I don't like those in-game interviews. No one wants to say anything anyway, so why are we even doing it? In-game uh, is rough. I mean, after game was rough. I, I couldn't do in-game. I remember going to you after a game on the sideline. <laughs> yes. another story for another day yes another story for another day um the michigan saga continues to churn and it's continuing to churn a little bit out of control today they have fired their linebackers coach chris partridge uh, saying that it was part of the ncaa's investigation into their sign ste- uh, sign stealing scandal couple of things a i don't know what chris partridge did or didn't do he feels like a fall guy to me but that's neither here nor there B, the fact that the Big Ten has accepted Harbaugh's three-game regular season suspension and will allow him back for a conference championship, conference championship game and the college football playoff is laughable at best. This is the second time this dude has been suspended this season for various things, and they're going to be content with him sitting out the rest of the regular season but coaching the games that matter most. That just feels really dirty and really icky to me. Um, I don't understand that. If he's guilty, then he should be gone. They should get rid of him. That's that's cheating. That's worse to me than paying recruits $100,000 to go to your school. That's giving yourself a legitimate competitive advantage. And borderline, the way they were doing it, borderline identity theft. The dude was applying to get media credentials at these games under a game that's not under a name that's not even his was going on the sidelines and was taking notes, pretending to be a reporter. He was stealing the other team's signs. That is the lowest of the low, and I don't understand why we are just giving out regular season suspensions and saying, hey, come back and win us the national championship, buddy. Feels like it should be all or nothing, man. I don't yeah. get it. And look, okay, we don't know what happened. If Harborough's involved or not, but Casey. How can he not say know? It's, it's his job to know. How can he not know? I mean, these coaches, they talk about everything. You know, you plan it for an opponent for a week, sometimes two weeks you may do it. And how can you, I mean, he's sitting in, in, in these meetings 
that has to be brought up. And how, I mean, uh, it's just, it's amazing. And again, we don't know the whole situation. Their investigation, they must have found something that he didn't have a clue what was going on. Could it be? I, I, I just, I don't see it. I think it's just a matter of, hey, it's easier for us to fire Coach Partridge than it is for us to fire well, Coach Harbaugh. Yes. I think that that's what it comes down to. The same reason why LSU hung on to Will Wade as long as they did because they were winning and things were going well, and it's it's easier to kick the can down the road and point blame at other places. And at least the young man in that program won't be penalized as of now. As of now, Because yeah. I think if they take them out completely – it's unfortunate. It's not. I, I hate to see that if that would happen. They're facing Maryland on Saturday. They're nineteen and a half point favorite. Maryland is six and four and is bowl eligible. Dan Campbell has said today he is not interested in the Texas A and M coaching job. There were some whispers that maybe he would be. Uh, he's an alum of the school. Um, I could see where he would be an amazing recruiter. I mean, guys love to play for him. But he said he is not interested in the Texas A and M job. Uh, also some college football news that's interesting to me, and I think it's going to be the continuation of, of a years-long trend that we're going to see here for the next decade plus. Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart has already announced with two regular season games and a bowl game left that he's coming back to school next season. Now, Jackson Dart would not have been one of the top flight first-round draft pick quarterbacks, but he would have been a middle-round guy. And now I think what we're seeing is if you're not in like the top 10, top 20, where you're going to make life-changing money as a rookie, a lot of these guys are saying, you know what? I could go and get three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 in NIL. I could go make some commercials for a car dealership in Oxford. I could, you know, go sign my jerseys at a, you know, a merchandise shop in Baton Rouge and I could make some money. I'm going to stay in school as long as I can. And it's on top of Texas has already announced that their quarterback, Ewers, will come back. Um, Deion Sanders said his son Shador is coming back. I think we're going to see a lot more juniors return to school for their senior year. And I think that above all else, as much as we could be uncomfortable with the NIL, I think that's good for the sport that we'll see more continuity. And, and, you know, a lot of the juniors will come back and it it should make for a better on-field product. I think it's pretty neat to see how this is shaking out. Yeah. I think it makes a ton of sense for them guys to come back another year and with Jackson Dart. Uh, okay, he announced already. What happens if Kiffin leaves yeah. in a couple of weeks? Well, he just said he was coming back. He didn't say where he was going. That's right, my point. He's going to follow. <laughs> so if Kiffin goes to A&M, so, Jackson Dart. Here's the one that I, on the surface I feel bad for, but then again he left LSU, so to hell with him. Walker Howard kind of left LSU under the idea, all right, well, Dart's got one more year. I, I'll I'll be the guy after that. Walker Howard's going to have another year not playing. Um, and guess what? If he would have stayed at LSU, he would have been competing with uh, Nussmeyer in the spring. I think he made a bad decision, dude. A very, very bad – oh, trouble just walked in. A very bad decision uh, to to leave the Tigers and go to Ole Miss. Oh, you got some sunglasses? That water bottle you have, tighten that up just just in case. If it were your water bottle, then maybe there was a risk of something being put in it. But it's it's my water bottle. We don't do that to each other. Oh, oh, so now we're getting somewheres. (laughs) Baltimore, you talk. 
That hole is getting deeper. Let's catch a break because we got Damien St. Pierre who just joined us in studio. We'll be chatting with uh, D in the next segment. It is play-by-play. We'll be right back after this commercial timeout. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Season's greetings from A.J. LeBlanc and the staff at LeBlanc Insurance Agent. You keep us glowing and bright all year round, and we look forward to caring for your needs in the coming year. Happy holidays and have a great new year. God bless all of you, A.J. LeBlanc. You all know Powerball. You know him, you love him. Now, there's a new way to play. Introducing Powerball the Scratch-Off from the lottery. Win up to $15,000. Can you feel it? But wait, there's more. Enter the second chance drawing for cool prizes like... The Powerball Cash Promotion. This is your final chance to win exciting second chance cash prizes from the Powerball Scratch-Off. Five lucky winners will be drawn for a share of $17,000. Visit LouisianaLottery.com for more details. Play Powerball the Scratch-Off today for your chance to win. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. Cheers! Cheers, please! Brian, have you ever heard of a handicap match? Yes, I did. That's what's the the the, le- the next several minutes is going to be. As we got Damien in here, it's going to be kind hey, of two look, and one here. I'm a big boy. Yeah. Young. Oh wait a minute. Oh, I see the oh, problem. Okay. There you go. You relax. There you go. False start. Now, Damien. Of course, he had my microphone off. Yeah, yeah. Had Damien's microphone off. Kale won. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, D, we welcome you in studio, man. Great to see you. Uh, you guys played a boys' basketball game yesterday against Central Catholic. From what I understand, it was a very good, very competitive game. Uh, split the uh, junior varsity was a tie, I believe. Um, your, I say junior varsity, underclassmen, your uh, eighth grade group got a win. Tell us about the way the kids played. Yeah, so I don't really know how to label that with the JV. So it just, I mean, it, it flows with that. Uh, Coach Ron Case and his Central Catholic team, class act. Uh, we love to play those guys. We know where it, it's always going to be a battle back and forth. Um, we played the younger folks. I didn't get a chance to see the last few minutes. I went in the locker room with, with the older ones, but I know uh, Coach Ron's team hit a three-pointer late to tie Ooh. it. Looked like we had an opportunity to maybe take that. But getting into the to the uh, you know the regulation game, the main event of the night, we uh, we took one on the chin against Oakland on last Thursday. So it was awesome to see my guys be able to bounce back uh, and come up with some effort. Uh, show some improvement in front of a crazy crowd. The crowd's over there are insane. I, I don't know if it's my headphones that Kali is messing with, but my ears are still ringing from, from last <laughs> night. Um, but, you know, coming to play, we got a lot of guys that don't have a lot of experience. So we're, we're managing that in practice, trying to get a lot of run time. And last night, I think we took a one-point lead, held on to the ball um, successfully, didn't turn it over, made some free throws at the end to extend the lead, and then just – you know, having some timeouts late in the game helped us out, and we were in a couple of situations where we just got a chance to stop the game, re put the ball back into play, and uh, we rebounded the ball extremely well. We're going to be undersized. I start a sixth grader, uh, which is not that doesn't happen too often. Sure, uh, we got a, we got about nine guys that we're rotating in and out right now. We boxed out. It's one of the best box out uh, performances that I've one of, from one of my middle school teams that I've seen in, in quite some time against a very very oversized. Uh, we're undersized. They're oversized. Um. I thought we played well. We did enough to win. We didn't score in the half-court offense as much as I thought we did, but we executed the sideline under the goal. And we uh, Johnny Lee, man, uh, came in off the bench and gave us some big-time energy Good. defensive on the defensive side. Got a couple steals late that uh, that helped us tremendously. Dude, uh, I saw it on social media last night. I don't know nothing about this shrimp boot that y'all give for player to game, but, dude, I'm looking at the pictures right now. I think it's cool as hell. Tell us about the idea, man. That's really cool, man. Man, Casey, I mean, we're in a number of group chats together, so you know how crazy ideas just get developed. Yeah. Uh, my guy, Cody Sandoval, he's like, man, what about uh, – so for Salah Fushbiti, we started doing a player at the Game Award, and that took off. And he's like, what about doing something for Golden Medal? What about a shrimp boot for the hardest worker? I was like, you know what? That sounds awesome. You know, it fits the culture of, of, of Golden Meadow and the, the hardworking community that we represent. And uh, his wife, Samantha, is a very, very crafty – person so leaving that in their hands and then Blake Botto and his wife Chelsea the owners of 3G Seafood they came and sponsored the award um he found Cody found I call him Cody we call him murder uh found some boots youth size from somewhere and <laughs> they just put it all together and it came out I mean better than I could ever expect it it's just handcrafted and it's uh you know every game will, will every well some selected games will have it they're uh they're they're decorated with the date, the opponent, and um, it's 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 an awesome award to, and I'm proud to be able to hand that out. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the Saints for a second. Uh, relax, it, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. The the Saints are in their bye. Um, the Saints are not very good. The Saints are five and five, but they have played a schedule that you should be eight and two in. Um, Derek Carr, not very good. Um, don't know how bought in the offense is. Michael Thomas, surprise, surprise, he's hurt. Lattimore's out. 
So I've been asking the question all week, and it's some give mixed answers. Um, would you rather be 8-9, and nine, win the division, go in the playoffs and get blasted, or would you rather just lose the rest of them, be 5-12, and 12, get a better draft pick? Like, well, how do you uh, – it was in the NFL, the old expression is, man, you just got to get in the dance. The Saints ain't beating Dallas or Philly or the 49ers or Detroit. So I don't know that I would even be all that excited to get into the dance this year. If, if it's you – what would you be going for? What would you be rooting for? So uh, not everybody appreciates my takes on social media, but some do. Uh, I, I do get some 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 love on there. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, so a couple years ago, I was looking back at some memories, probably two weeks ago, and I said the Saints are average, and mm-hmm. you were talking about quarterbacks and how to acquire that quarterback through free agency or the draft. And I said the Saints are going to have to spend some money to have to be able to get that top tier quarterback because they're always at that eight and well, it used to be eight and eight, now yeah. eight and nine, whatever that that mid range, where you're probably not going to get that top tier rookie quarterback in the draft. You're going to have to get that that free agent quarterback. Well, for some reason, they settled with a mid range free agent quarterback that they overpaid. Now, I understand it's a it's a back end lady contract that they probably won't have to pay, but at the end of the day, that's what they settled on. So, what's the point of being in that middle to get? They need a quarterback. They have to be successful in the NFL. You have to have a top tier quarterback. The days of having a Ravens defense with Trent Dilfer at the helm or Brad Johnson at the helm for the Buccaneers those yeah. are those are long, long gone. That don't work against Mahomes and Burrow and yeah. There's no longer uh, running the the football, taking the time off the clock. It's all going to be predicated. Your success is going to be predicated on the pass, and they they have to do something to be able to get that done. Uh, Dennis Allen believes in Derek Carr, and I think he may be the only human being to believe in Derek Carr that that's left. But for some reason, uh, he he trusts him, and and he, he he continues to lose, and he continues to be below average. And what would I do? So the question was, what would I do in that situation? I would probably play him to lose the games and be confident <laughs> in that happening, tanking to, the natural way to be able to go five. Yes, tanking the natural <laughs> way. That's a good way to look at it. To go and hit that five and twelve mark or that four and thirteen mark to be able to get a top-tier quarterback or to be able to have that top-tier top pick to be able to trade that to be able to acquire a top-tier quarterback. My dude, it has bothered me all week long hearing people say that Bo Nix is the betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Bo Nix was at Auburn, was irrelevant. Um, two seasons ago, started his season at Oregon against Georgia and was not very good, got slaughtered, got splattered. Jaden Daniels is doing things that we have not seen in a long time in the sport. He is already a 3,000-yard passer, 30 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. By this time tomorrow, he's likely going to be a 1,000-yard rusher because he's just 82 yards short of that, taking on a Georgia State team that's not very good. Um, Why does having to go undefeated, like why does being undefeated matter so much for an individual award, if they keep Daniels out of there, man, I think it would be a crying shame. I really do. Yeah, I think he, there's no doubt that he's going to get invited. He he showed out on Saturday against Florida, which what what better team to show out against than Florida? Yes. Um, but he showed that he's one of the he's probably the top playmaker in the country. While everybody else that's under him, maybe they'll have uh, you know not as as great of a, of a performance as that. The the proof's already there. You got three. Heisman winners that have three losses. Now they're gonna. Ha- I don't think he gets the invite if he happens to lose to A and M or obviously Georgia State. 
But the performance that he's having, you have to put him up there with the greatest quarterbacks in LSU history. You have yes. to put him in the same sentence as Joe Burrow. Don't at me, bro. It, it has to be there. The stats are there. The wins are there. What Joe Burrow has on him is going to be that national championship and leading possibly the greatest team in college football history to an undefeated season. But as far as stat-wise and ability, he's in that that top. And I know there's two people that are sitting on the side of this table that have believed in him since day one, and a lot of folks have have, uh, have ran away, and we were we were standing strong. So I do we're gonna we're gonna say that loud and proud, especially when he wins that Heisman. In the words of Mr. Perfect, we're not the kind of guys to say "I told you so," but we told you so. <laughs> I'll definitely let you know. About let, it. let me. What y'all think? What, what's the reason that he's not the uh, should be the front runner or the why there's talk that he may not get it? Three losses, man. I think that that look now there have been guys who won it with three. Robert Griffith won it with three, uh, which is fun, ironic because Robert Griffin was on Twitter this week saying that Daniels didn't win enough games to win the Heisman. <laughs> uh, crazy how that works. But yeah, I think it. I think it's the fact that they're seven and three and they're not in the playoff hunt. You don't think these these sports writers who are in charge of voting for the Heisman that they're uh, they're trying to analyze, I think, too much. Their job is to pick the best player in college football, period. But they start to analyze, like, well, he lost to this, or he won this, or they lost three games. He scored 50 points in the games that they lost. That's my thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, so shouldn't it be to the best player and records don't even worry about? It's almost that's, like they have to nitpick say. something. They have to nitpick something. You know, um, Michael Penix Jr. had a couple – not a couple off games, but he may not have as a great game as as everything else. And then all of a sudden, he's in third. And then uh, the receiver from Ohio State, he's has an off game and all, or a great game. He's he's in first. But I, there's an argument for each of those players. But I think that the two players, um, Marvin Harrison and, and Michael Penix Jr., I think the reason that they are in that discussion is because they haven't lost those games. If Jaden Daniels beats Alabama and he beats Florida State, we're not even talking about that. Yeah, but. Yeah. I think, man, it, it, you tell me, Casey, what's your opinion on, I know Ohio State and Michigan's at 11 o'clock next Saturday, and so is LSU and A&M. All the eyes are going to be yeah. on Ohio State and Michigan, not yeah. on LSU and Texas A&M. It, it, it sounds like to me, and again, maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Last two weeks, Brian Kelly's been complaining about officiating and saying that they're getting cheated, and it sounds like the SEC said, all right, well, y'all want this guy to win the Heisman? Go, go win at 11 o'clock when no one's going to be watching. That's what it feels like to me. There are bigger games on the schedule. No, there are not very many bigger games on the schedule than A&M and LSU. That game should not be at 11 o'clock. Nah, yeah, we all agree. Period. That. That's ridiculous. And it's, it's taken from those seniors for LSU, uh, you know, being able to play that those night games. Uh, that's usually their big send-off. But they'll, hopefully that'll uh, that'll motivate them a little bit more to take care of business against A&M, who's uh, coachless at the time. <laughs> well, they were coaches for the last several years. I could make the argument. Uh, let's talk about the LSU women. I have been eager to ask you about this. You're an AAU coach. I watch them. I see an AAU team. I see a team that's ex extremely talented, just kind of thrown together. They're not really guarding. They're not playing defense. They're just trying to outscore you. The last game against Kent State, they gave up 79 points to Kent State, but they scored 109. Now the big interesting piece that went with this, Angel Reese did not play in the second half. Uh, Kateri Poole did not play at all. And when Mulkey was asked about it after the game, she said, I could tell you the reasons why, but I won't. It's a coach's decision. 
your All-American who has been on every magazine cover and has done every photo shoot and has gone to the Bahamas and has gone on this trip and that trip and she's making more money than half of the people in the state of Louisiana, more than half of the people in the state of Louisiana are. She's a millionaire. Maybe not all the way bought in. Brian's been telling me all offseason this would happen. Is LSU ever going to get this thing turned around? I think he just had to adjust his headphones because his head's swelling. That's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of millionaires, before before we get there, talk about Jimbo Fisher before we ask this question. Do you realize oh. he's making twenty six thousand dollars a day for the yeah. next seven years? I, that I is told real. I told Stan yesterday my biggest goal in life is to be so <laughs> bad at something that they pay me seventy six million dollars to not do it anymore. Jeez. So getting getting back to the question at hand. So did you see when Angel Reese got pulled? At what point in that first quarter? Uh, like what she did. I, I didn't. I didn't so watch it. It was. It was quick. I didn't. I didn't watch the game either. But I saw the highlights. And I, man, I'm a TikTok guy now. I'm old. I'm 40 years a old. I'm TikTok. A TikTok guy. There's so much good information on there. So much terrible information on there. Well. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, it could go both ways. But they'll break down a game. You know, wh- whoever you're following on there. And uh, so apparently, there was a three point shot that Coach Mulkey did not want shot. And after mm. that, she was pulled out the game. Didn't return until very much later in the game. There's some riff going on between those two right now. Kim Mulkey's an old-school coach, but at the same time, she's adapted to what's going on in today's game, which is tough. Um, but I think that was an ego battle between both of them. Hey, I told you not to do this, or hey, I'm looking for this certain look in the offense. You jack up a three-pointer uh, way early in the game, and then you get pulled. There's something going on there. Uh, don't quite know what it is, but it's not going as smooth. And then all of a sudden, you have those issues. You, you, you play Kent State closer than what you should. You lose that opening game to Colorado. You got a, yeah. a, a gimme that maybe not going to be a gimme tonight against, against, uh, against Hammond. That's how yeah. we're going to call him. Hammond, yes. Uh, but then last night, Iowa takes the loss. So Nobody's talking it, about it, that. It, it's, it's not all perfect everywhere you go. Uh, you know, sometimes the grass ain't as greener on the other side either because Louisville had one of the most lopsided wins yeah. in school history last night. Uh, so women's bas- women's college basketball right now, definitely uh, interesting to watch because, you know, there's, there's a lot of parity that we didn't think would happen. So I'm going to ask both of you all this. Um, does it help the chemistry of the team when you sit down the star player and then immediately in the second half just start kicking ass and play like the old LSU? Because in the second half without Reese – they outscored him by 28. Does that help send that message to Angel of, hey, this ship's going to gonna roll whether you're here and on it or not? Do you think that's going to help with the buy-in a little bit, the fact that they did play so well without her? I think it does. Yeah. Hell, look, we're going to have a team with you or without you. And when you can come in and have that kind of performance without her, it's like you're going to buy in or you won't be a part of this program. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the other side on that. So it all depends on how much locker room respect Angel Reese has. Yeah. If she has the respect of the locker room and she starts griping and moaning, that can cause some internal locker room issues at the specifically probably at the end of the bench, which causes that practice to be up and down, which could cause the games to be up and down. So it all, it all depends on on the respect that she has, but uh, it, it's not good. I can yeah, tell you that it's, it's, it's not, not good for them. It, it's not good for them because she's gonna play. She has to play. She's too much of a of a mouthpiece and she's too much of an ego not to play. So they have to play her. So right. I don't I don't know if they have to play her. Kim Mulkey is a 
a big mouthpiece. <laughs> she yeah. Can, that's, that's what uh, I'm saying. It's a clash of egos. Yeah. Right uh, Coach usually wins those, though. Yeah. It depends what level. <laughs> you get to the NBA, a coach is not winning that at I all. I don't consider that actual <laughs> yeah. basketball anymore. Well, well, let's talk about that because Brian and I throughout the week have been debating and discussing Zion Williamson saying, oh, man, I want to be bought in. And we had meetings, but I, I'm trying, but I'm just not all the way there. And Dude, it just feels like this dude's always got some sort of excuse. He's always got some reason for why he's not doing what he should be doing. You're playing Denver tonight at home. I think Denver's going to beat the snot out of the Pelicans like they did earlier this year when they beat them by 18. Um, the Pelicans' goal was to stay injury-free. Everybody's already missed games. Alvarado, Murphy, Larry Nance, Zion, Brandon Ingram, McCollum. They've all missed portions of games injured. Um, what do we got to do to get Big Boy to be bought in, dude? Or, or is it a situation where the only way he's going to be bought in is if he's in New York playing for the Knicks? Yeah, it's a, it's a lost cause. It's been years and years, and we still he's finally healthy, and now he's finding a different reason to to not be as successful as as everyone thinks he should. I tell you what, the coolest thing to come out of New Orleans and the Pelicans organization in the past few years is those uniforms and court. For the NBA oh, to play please in. Don't, don't tell me you oh, like that. Man. The court is hideous, man. The, the jerseys are okay. The court is terrible. I, I love the the different color scheme. I, I look. I love their base color scheme with the navy and red. But that that little that little extra throw in right there, I, I enjoyed that. But Zion's a problem, man. And talk about not talk about winning and not playing with your with your star egotistical player. That that's a a prime example right there. Uh, of being able to do that, even though it's at, it's at that le- that NBA level where it's, it's basketball just kind of goes to die, in my opinion. But he, I think that's a lot. You know, that's that's a lost cause. Is Zion? Not, he's not doing much of anything, and he's not happy, and he's going to find a reason to not be happy. And it, it's time to terminate that relationship. I'm uh I'm working on getting Jonathan Gidry on the show next week. He's fresh off of a win against Jesus Escalera. Uh, a second round KO victory out in Miami. Jonathan is now twenty and one with twelve KOs. Twenty one and two with twelve KOs. His only loss was a split decision to Trevor Bryant. Uh, you know a lot about this stuff. What's next, man? What what type of fight could we realistically expect Jonathan to be in in his next one? It, it all depends on what his contract is laded. If he has a contract that is, which I believe he just resigned. But that was a huge win on an undercard that a lot of folks were watching. It was a heavyweight field card, which it tends to draw in the viewers because that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see big dudes swinging to try to kill each other. Um, he's in prime position to be able to take that championship fight. He's there. He's bounced back after, bounced back after that defeat to Trevor Bryan. Uh, we talked about it whenever we whenever we broke down the the, the pre-fight. I thought Jonathan would maybe take him into the later rounds and knock him out. It didn't even have to go that long. Uh, he hit him with an overhand right to the temple and just destroyed his opponent. He wasn't re- his opponent wasn't ready for for something like that. Yeah. But that goes to show you what level that Jonathan is on now to be able to just handle that type of fight. The concerning thing is Trevor Bryan fought on that undercard and looked absolutely awful. Yeah, that ain't uh, good. You know, was the motivation not there? Uh, I, I don't know, but that's a little concerning whenever you go to that, that step-up fight. Uh, haven't heard anything officially. You know, if we get him on, hopefully he'll have he'll be able to share some more information. But it, it's either going to be another one of those tune-up fights where Don King's getting him ready for that championship fight. But he's he has another title fight before, him in his, before the end of his career. Look, we're just guessing here, and you, you might know the number because, you know, people you're talking to, but 
You're fighting a Jesus Escalera in Miami on a Don King show. We're looking at what? 75 grand, 100 grand? What, what are we looking at? I'm, so I asked a couple people that question because that genuinely is curious to me. Um, I've heard anywhere between 75 and 300. Okay. Oh, well worth the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think six weeks, six weeks worth of work. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, no doubt. Look, you, you still you free? You, you got another couple minutes? I'm good, man. All right, yeah, well, look, we'll catch a break. When we get back, we'll keep the train rolling. We'll, uh, we'll carry this all the way to the bottom of the show. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. Thanksgiving just got even better at Rouse's Markets. Now through Thanksgiving, get a free Butterball Grade A frozen turkey at Rouse's Markets. When you buy a Hormel Cure 81 Spiral Ham, that's right, Get up to 16 pounds free on a Butterball Grade A frozen turkey with the purchase of a Harmel Cure 81 Spiral Ham at Rouse's Market. Now through November 24th. See stores for details and more great Thanksgiving deals at Rouse's Markets. Official supermarket of the New Orleans Saints. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVEC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. This is Councilwoman Jessica Domang. I decided to run for office just four years ago because I knew we needed change. I was tired of these same old entrenched politicians not delivering results. My district of East Homa in downtown has been the neglected and forgotten part of town for years with crumbling infrastructure. I have worked hard to clean up my community, and we have delivered unprecedented investments into my district since taking office, including economic development initiatives, millions in road and culvert repairs, and multiple major drainage projects, both completed and in the engineering phase. As your next state representative, I will bring the same work ethic to all of District 53. We are all in this fight together as the underserved communities of our parish. We must all come together so that every resident can be proud to call Terrebonne Parish home. Early voting begins Friday, November 3rd and ends Saturday, November 11th. Please vote Jessica Domang, number 58. Paid for by the Jessica Domang Campaign Fund. Hey. Hey. You all right? I don't know. Lately I've been feeling kind of off. Might be because you've been vaping so much. What do you mean? You know how when dirt gets in the engine oil, it throws everything off? Yeah. The nicotine in vapes is like that. It's not meant to be in your body. It throws off your natural brain chemicals, which could make you feel jumpy, anxious, or even sad. So like that engine with the bad oil, your brain ain't running right. It ain't right. Keep your body running tobacco-free. Learn more at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by Louisiana Department of Justice. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano.
Are, are you trying to send us a message? Like, Look, you could have played any song, and that's the one you're going to play? You won't hear it again? <laughs> People who are not wrestling fans have no clue what we're talking about right now. It's play-by-play. Where... Hey, Damien, how's it going? <laughs> Dude, okay. I could probably take over if needed. All right, if there's anybody listening, I know that there are a lot of people out of work. If there's anybody that wants to come be a radio producer from 11.30 to 1, uh, we're hiring. We, we, he yeah, doesn't realize yeah. we're hiring yet, yeah. but we're hiring here. It's play-by-play. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their day. We're having a good time in the studio. Um, we talked about the Pelicans. We talked about LSU. We talked about fighting. Um, let's talk about some weekend stuff, man. We got some NFL games. The Saints are not playing. Joe Burrow got hurt last night. That kind of sucks. Um, he's probably going to be out for a while. Who do you think is the best team in the NFL? That's a, I, mean, I don't. I don't have a clue. The Chiefs got a great record. Their offense is kind of struggling. The Eagles are eight and one, but at times they don't look all that great. Like if I were asking you right now, Damian, let's go to Harris and let's put a futures bet on the Super Bowl champion. Who would you tell me to lay that money on right oh, now? Man, you put me right on the spot. And I, I look, I despise. I despise professional sports most of the time. I don't really care for the NBA, and I don't really care for the NFL. Yeah. Um, man, I re- but but at the same time, I enjoy high-quality NFL matchups. I enjoy watching the Dolphins against the Eagles uh, a couple weeks back. So this is why high-quality NFL teams is why I don't like watching the Saints play. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, if, I had, if you're forcing me to put money on, I'm going to go with the Eagles until someone proves them differently. Uh, I think they have a really, really good defense. I think their offensive scheme is old school. I know we just, in the last segment, talked about running the football is dead, uh, but they run it from a few different levels. Yep. And then they also have uh, they have Jalen Hurts who could hurt you with his with his legs. He could hurt you with his arm. Uh, and unlike Joe Burrow, doesn't hurt his arm while throwing the football. Brian, who's the best team in the NFL right now? Oh, I'm gonna give you a Super Bowl pick just because you two guys are sitting right there, Buffalo Bills. Give me a break. Just to prove <laughs> that he, there's no such thing as a, a jinx or okay. a whatever. He's so, played terribly. The so, last so, month. <laughs> so you and I have grown up in the same generation, right? You're a little older than me, but not a whole lot. We are very familiar with the Madden curse that Coach Kale has wants no part of. The Bills, who were 13-3 and last year, already have five losses. Josh Allen has thrown 11 interceptions, and he's lost three fumbles. He's turned over the ball 14 times in 10 games. I don't know what more he needs to see. This is voodoo. This is a hex. The Bills are, are cursed right now. And he just doesn't believe. Please tell me you're a Madden curse guy, please. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, okay, that's, well, why he's, that's why he's, he's giving us the gas on that. But... So against Sean Payton, who's creating something in Denver right now. We all wrote Sean Payton off after the first couple of games because they got 60-some-odd points scored on him against the Dolphins, right? 70. Or by the Dolphins. Josh Allen, 15 for 26, 177 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions in his last game. It's almost like there's some spiritual energy that's preventing him from playing well. Almost like that. And y'all, y'all seriously believe it's because he was, his picture was on the cover of Madden. Brian Peyton Hillis was on the cover of Madden, and he disappeared off the face of the earth two years later. Like, who? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Michael Vick was on the cover of Madden and immediately got arrested after. Like, 
He's lucky oh, that all he's God. doing is playing poorly. He's lucky that that's all it is. So, the season's not over. It's possible Buffalo can can come back and win it. Yeah, I think so. All right, it, it's possible. Now you saying absolutely no chance, but if they do, it's a big if. You still believe in the curse? Yeah. Can I read you a stat? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Of the twenty-two players who've been selected to grace the cover of Madden games, sixteen have had trouble or troubling or abruptly shortened seasons following the cover debut. All right, so let me get out my calculator here. 16 divided by 22, 72% of star players become not stars after being on the cover. Not stars or just one bad year? Well, the, yeah, they're only it's only like a year long thing. Well, the right? curse is only three hundred sixty five days. Yeah, it's just the year that you're, Josh Allen's going to be great next year, unless if he's on the cover again. You know who was the twenty nineteen Madden cover? Antonio Brown. No clue. Antonio, yeah, how's Antonio Brown doing since being on the cover? He was so, out of the league a year later. He was taking off his shirt in the middle of a game in Tampa a couple years. So ago. if he's not on the cover, none of that happens. Correct, one hundred percent. Oh. One hundred percent ruined the man's life. <laughs> How about we put Dennis Allen on? The, oh wait, Dennis Allen's been on the Madden cover. It in, might be a reverse <laughs> jinx. You're about to force me to give y'all a cup and here spike it. <laughs> I hope people know that I'm saying this half-assed, just kind of clowning around. I, I'm not a voodoo guy, right? I don't have any voodoo dolls or. But we've got Papa Shango in the studio today. <laughs> It does make you wonder. Um, let's talk about the Saints. Uh, the Saints are, are, are not very good. If I had to ask you right now, would you rather have a rookie starting next year at quarterback or Derek Carr? Which would you choose? Where are we picking? In the middle, like middle, 15, 16, finishing so, 8, 9, something you, like that. Do you know who in the one of the latest mock drafts is slated to go 11? That was the, that was the exact There's question Jayden that I was going to ask you is, would you rather have Jaden Daniels or Derek Carr? That's the exact way that I was going to ask that. So I don't, I don't care for Jalen Hurts, but I do respect him and what he does. And his athletic ability, I see Jaden Daniels being very, very similar like a skill set and a career like Jalen Hurts, so yeah, I'm taking that in the middle of the round of the middle of the first round, dealing with that, knowing that you're going to go through some growing pains and in that transitional phase, but having that opportunity, a high upside to be able to have a, a really really good professional quarterback at the helm of your your team. So now I'm going to ask you because we talked about this on the ride up to Homa yesterday, and you said ah, I'm on the fence. I don't know if Daniels is going to be a good pro. Would you rather have Jaden Daniels as your starting quarterback next year in New Orleans or Derek Carr? Uh, depends on the coaching staff. If it's the same coaching staff, why penalize Jaden Daniels for this mess? He has nothing to do with it. <laughs> why, why put him in this mix? Uh, a, a different uh, coaching staff or whatever. Well, well, well. What if it's a different coaching staff and they hire your boy Gruden? Would you want Carr back then? No, no, not even with Gruden. You wouldn't want Carr. So you're all the way out on Carr. Yes. Okay. He he's and look, the head coach may be allowing him to do it. He thinks he's an offensive coordinator. He's trying to point everybody where they should belong instead of doing his job. He holds the ball too long, gets sacked, fumbles the ball, uh, goes pout on the sideline like a little 
Oh, easy. Easy. Hit that button ready. Easy. I wasn't far from that. Just, uh, uh, yeah, I'm done with Derek Carr. And he needs to change. And But I think if uh, Gruden would come in, hmm. I'd still with no car. No so, car. None. Okay, so I yeah, I got you. I, I I don't think Derek Carr is good. I didn't think he was good when they signed him. I was one of the only ones saying, like, dude, this, there's a reason why the Raiders let this guy go. Like, just watch the game. No, I do see. I think they had something in uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders, with Gruden and Carr. They were winning some games early. I, I think they had something building over there. Is Gruden a possibility, or are we just throwing that out there? I mean, he went for training camp and, like, helped out and stuff, which is another thing that we said over the summer. If your offensive coordinator is not trusted to put in his own offense, then why the hell is he your offensive coordinator? What's your boy's name? Lou? Uh, Who's this? Lou. Got to went to down. Oh, uh, Dr. Lou Sella? Yeah, Lou Sella. I thought we were talking about Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> Lou Albano. <laughs> Look, your girl, Dad. Um Go go! bring your kids watch Nichols women play, dude. They are exciting to watch. They've got some players. Delgado, true freshman, is distributing the ball. I had eight assists against SMU the other day, eight rebounds, ten points. Um, they've got a young lady by the name of Curtis who's playing well. Malone's playing well. Justin Payne is showing what a little energy and a little uh, wherewithal could do to a program. They've got that thing rolling, dude. Man, it's that, exciting. That to looks see. fun. It just looks like a fun atmosphere to be in, a fun program to play in. And let's talk about the culture that's being created in Thibodeau on the, the, around Everything. sports. Yeah, where does that start? It starts with AD Jonathan Terrell, our buddy JT, hiring some very good coaches. Um, they redoing their facilities. Stouffer Gymnasium is nice as hell. I they last year looked kind of rough because it was a construction zone. They were actively doing that's finished. That looks wonderful. Making some good hires. They beat the men beat South Alabama last night in triple overtime. So they beat Richie Riley's team yesterday uh, in Coach Sadler's third or fourth game. Yeah, dude, baseball coming off of an NCAA tournament season. Softball had a big turnaround year. Football wins the conference. Like they got it rolling right now, I man. It's awesome to see. I'm a true believer that culture is contagious. You know, even if it's happening on the football side, if it's happening on the baseball side, if it's happening on 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 the basketball side, winning. That winning culture is contagious. You got one program doing it, and you want to make sure that you're not falling short on the wayside to, to you know, to another another program. But he's you know, JT Jonathan has been invested into the, the community. That's helped. He's got some really really good coaches, and that's it's just it's it's an awesome time to be a Colonels fan at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%, man. Look, uh, some news out of the NBA. I'll give you the opportunity to do what everybody else has been doing this week. Make fun of my guy James Harden. Russell Westbrook has said he's volunteered to come off of the bench as the Clippers try to snap a six-game losing streak against the Houston Rockets. The Clippers have lost five in a row since making the trade for Harden. Harden's playing okay, but they don't have any chemistry. I am of the belief that, hey, this is just like their training camp right now, and in a month it's going to look different. Is this going to stay a circus in L.A.? Because there are a lot of people that think it will. I don't think it will. I think that Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, like I think they'll figure it out. But is this going to stay this bad right now in L.A.? I feel like we have ad nauseum in the last 30 minutes discussed egotistical athletes <laughs> and yeah. locker room issues. I am proud of you, though, Casey. I'm looking at you right now. You got the Clippers uh, lanyard. I got it the day of the trade. I, I tell literally. you what. You you are loyal, <laughs> big time, because that Harden's hard to be loyal to, because he does oh. some questionable things. How much? Now, I'm hearing about Harden, which I was told 
to, to call him a bust by, by one of our buddies. Oh, I wonder who that was. Uh, I wonder who that was. Oh, Harden doesn't have any rings. Ha, ha, ha. LOL. Listen, if I'm in here next week, we, we, this could get this could all be bad. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hearing, good. aside from Harden and the issues he's having with the Clippers, how much – are they talking about him possibly taking an overseas gig in, like, Saudi Arabia that he's got a ton of money on the line? Is that – is that uh, a thing? I would hope not, but I mean, he is a free agent in the offseason. If this stays going sour, who's going to want it? TikTok told me that. <laughs> should get off of TikTok, <laughs> dude. Roman Reigns is still the champion. Uh, we've got war games coming up at Survivor Series. Uh, Drew McIntyre joined the, um, what are they called? The uh, the Dominic Mysterio group. Um, oh, man. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Join Judgment Day. Are you? You knew that? No. Thank you. Thank you. After you said it. <laughs> it looks like they're setting up a, a turn. Uh, Damian Priest said on Monday, oh, I'm the leader. And Dominic's looking at him crazy. Rhea Ripley's looking at him crazy. Um, War Games is always fun. Dudes are going to be beating the hell out of each other. Um, what's going on? Have you been watching much wrestling? I haven't been watching a whole lot. Have you been watching it much? Man, it's basketball season. I don't get home till late, and I have not had the chance to watch it. I actually went back and watched uh, – what uh, what's the the overseas pay per view? Oh, uh, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Uh, really, really good matches. I thought it was a short and compact but quality pay per view. Um, I thought they did a good job. Obviously, they went in there to keep Roman Reigns on top, but at the same time, elevate LA Knight. And I thought they yeah. did, they did a good job of that. Uh, and I think the Roman Empire is about to fall. Yeah. I got a feeling. I think people are getting tired of it. I think it, the storyline is really, really overplayed. They're probably six months past due, but uh, the fans are growing tired of just having him come out once every three months and to who though? To, destroy to who? To who? What? Who's who's going to beat him? Who's going to take the belt off him? Cody? It has to be. He's got to complete the journey, or you know, or, or the Rock flirted with that for a little bit to have maybe have them in the main event of WrestleMania. But it's got to be Cody. Cody's over. Uh, he's had that that success story, whatever that he's trying to portray, and that that should be that should be the guy to do it. And then after that, you could do whatever you. There's a, so many Look, so many ways that go. I'm gonna make fun of myself here. <laughs> Y'all both are gonna laugh. What's more likely, The Rock showing up at WrestleMania and wrestling, or me showing up to something that I'm invited to socially? With? What's more likely to happen? <laughs> you ain't going. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> so is the Rock coming back? Are, are you going on a cruise? I'm paying for one, but I don't. I don't know if I'll actually show you, up. You ain't going. You missed some of the the best week. You know? No, I didn't miss it. I was there. You, you guys were texting me at five a.m. and three a.m. and sending me video. I was there, just not on the ship. Where's Casey? I still have that shirt. Well, yeah, I, I still actually have my shirt too. Um. But yeah, like, is he going to actually wrestle? Turtle and I have been talking about this for two years, and it feels like it's 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 the Christmas present under the tree that you just can't open. I feel like it was a there was a lot higher of a possibility of that happening when the actor strike was going on. Now that it, all that's over with, I think that that idea may have got scratched. He's probably be busy uh, making a hundred million dollars on some film that nobody's going to watch. How bad is LSU going to win tomorrow? This is for both of y'all. They're thirty-two point favorite. Are they going to cover? Yes. Easy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where that comes from. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay some money on that. Yep. Uh, so I'm going Tigers as well. Let's see what else we got. The Saints don't play, so they're not gonna lose. Is Tulane gonna beat uh, FAU tomorrow? Yes. 
They struggled last week. They have been they've, struggling they've been the struggling, last few weeks. Yeah, several weeks. Is is Willie Fritz going to be with Tulane in late oh, December? That's a, that's a tough one. Is is that, he too old to get a really really good power see, job? That's what I was thinking. That I, he's kind of up in age. He he may not want to go to a, a, a bigger school and. But money, I mean, Casey had a good point the other day, yeah, money. Mississippi but, State could pay him. Um, any chance Tennessee gives Georgia a game tomorrow? Game's in, at Tennessee. Georgia's locked in right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Will Napier beat Missouri tomorrow? <laughs> no. Nope. Will Napier be the coach of Florida in December? Sun, yes. Sun Bell, what? You think? Yes. I yeah. think Sunbelt Billy's may have to, to roll back. I, I think bit. they keep him. Just for the fact. They they're young and he recruits well right now. One more year and see where Sorry. it goes. A, fa- a sharp fade in Jordans. Don't they not doing it? <laughs> you got to win some games. The highly cursed Buffalo Bills taking on the Jets. Are the Bills going to win Sunday? Oh, they cursed. I mean, I, I think so too. I I'm going Jets in that one. No Bills over under two interceptions. Oh, over yeah, over? yes against under. the Jets defense. Yes, under. I'm gonna replay this. He's not gonna throw it. <laughs> Minnesota red hot taking on Denver red hot. Sean Payton gets back to five hundred. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I Denver. Think, I think I'm bought Denver. In. Yeah. I'm bought in right now. I'm with y'all. I, I'm bought in. My Cowboys don't play good against bad teams. They're playing Carolina on the road. Is there any chance we have a repeat of the Cardinals game a couple weeks ago? Not with Carolina. Oh, Carolina is bad. Bad. Mm, I like that. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay and San Francisco. No chance for the Bucks. Right. No. No? That was a lot of thought going into that. Yeah, I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the... We're going a little bit past one. We're, we're going to wrap up. I thought up. you was, you was yeah. right on at the end of the games, Kali. Casey. Look, I told y'all, I missed a whole month, so I have to do three, four minutes extra every show now to make up for that lost time. It's like Hurricane missing school. Absolutely. At yeah, one that's o'clock. A, the bell rings a little later now because we missed the hurricane days. That's exactly right. And no, nobody knows us. It's like at one o'clock, you start screaming, I'm hungry. Well, yeah, I am pretty hungry. The Eagles and the Chiefs Monday night. Chiefs. Eagles. I'm going Chiefs, but, okay, one more thing that Brian and I have debated and discussed and that he disagrees with me on. When Kelsey plays and Taylor Swift is there, he's incredible. When she's not there, he's horrible. Like, like he's showing out for his old lady, right? Uh, I don't know what that is. You don't? Okay. I'm on TikTok, remember? Okay, well, uh, fair (laughs) enough. That's that's a good enough answer. No, I, I get it. I just... Uh, the Chiefs have a really good record, but I think a lot of that's smoke and mirrors. All right, fair enough. Thanks to everybody for listening. D, thanks so much, man. If you're uh, you're free next week, you're more than welcome anytime to come talk some sports with us. You've been listening to Play by Play. Uh, we do have the sports corner tomorrow. We were wondering if we were, we were not, but that tower out of this window is coming down tomorrow. But it will not interrupt our sports corner. We'll it be may, live maybe cut a little short if the tower starts falling. Our way, you can hear some well, screaming. Let me tell you something. And if, if it's a little girl scream, you know it's Casey. If we hire anybody from Buffalo to take that tower down, it is coming down our way because the whole city has been poisoned. Let's, we'll wrap up today. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Great weekend. Love you guys.